Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. I've got Russell in the Algarve, got Cam in the... Florida, and we've got Jam in Connecticut. So, guys, uh, thanks for doing uh, joining the podcast. This is just a general chat. We thought we'd have a quick chat about different things related to Spurs. So, we're going to be talking about transfers. We're going to be talking about Cam's favourite subject, which is Gareth Bale. Talk about Christian Eriksen, the prodigal son, whether he may return, and we'll do a mid-year review on where we think Spurs are. So, um, welcome to everybody to the podcast again. Uh, let's start with uh, Gareth Bale then. I'm going to start with Cam because I know it's his favourite subject. Without going over what you said before, Cam, tell us what the future holds for Gareth Bale at Tottenham. Okay. And uh, thanks for letting me start off on this because I just read an article from uh, uh, Glenn Hoddle. I don't know if any of you saw what Glenn Hoddle had to say recently, Uh, but Glenn was saying very clearly that... um, Bale's got to step up and he's got to be given a chance and he's got to be given a run out. He must start, start, um, he must start games um, and that we really need to, in the second half of the season, make use of him. Now, I've got this like theory that is that um, uh, Mourinho wanted all the other teams to put out their best players um, and hold our super weapon back for the second half of the season when the other teams start tiring out and then unleash Bale on the, on the Premier League and he'll destroy everybody and we'll win the league. And I, I, probably, I presume that's wishful thinking. But wouldn't that be great if that came true? <laughs> but what's the future for Gareth Bale? Is he going to survive this transfer window or is he going back to Madrid? I don't think he's going anywhere. I think there's too much invested, too much money's been put in. Um, uh, there's no... Di- Appetite to take him back to Madrid, from Madrid. Where he goes next year, whether it's a Chinese super club or, or wherever he ends up is, is another matter all the year, or even an MLS potentially. But, but basically, I don't see Bell going anywhere at all from Spurs. And I think that if what I said earlier, that he does become this second half of the season super sub who transforms the team and starts making that big difference, then I can potentially see him staying another season. The question is, though, if uh, um, Mourinho is now looking to people like Jesse Lingard, then that even freezes out and even sort of brings more into question what, what, what is Bale actually doing at the club. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, discuss. Yeah. OK. Right. I mean, Russell, let me come to you. I know you've had your, you, you made some comments about Bale, but what does, now Bale is at the club, let's assume he's not going anywhere. What does a successful second half of the season look like for Gareth Bale, Russell? Uh, he's got to be, he's got to go play. He's got to get. He's got to get. His, I think it's his confidence physically. He, he doesn't want to let loose. And I think he's obviously. I think the article that Cam mentioned. I think he did talk about his injuries that he's had. Obviously hampered him at, at Real for the last eighteen months. He's obviously not right in his mental state with his command of his body because um, he's not. He's not unleashing himself like he. Like you know, he could, when he first joined, do you remember there was all those reports about him being doing amazing stuff on the training pitch and uh, what phenomenon he was. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't shown any of that on the pitch, even against lesser opposition. He, he still looks a bit half paced. He, he's just holding back. So I think he's either he's either got to sort of you know really get a go. I think it used to be was it Pops used to say 
players are going to have to play with injuries. It's part of your, your psyche. And even if you get some players who, who don't have the confidence to push themselves through the pain barrier, or like with Bale, what's he got to lose? He's won virtually everything. Why not? If he gets another injury, well, well, he knows. Unless he wants the last big payday in China and he doesn't want to put anyone off. And that, and that might be the, the thing. So, so maybe we are, we are learning a little, little bit more about him, uh, of his state of mind at the end of his career. The other thing will depend is what happens at Real, because obviously Zidane's not on the greatest footing either. And there at the moment. So if there's change there, then who knows what that will look like and whether they'll be prepared to do a different deal. But in the current state, I can't see why Levy would, would extend to the second year at the moment. Okay. Uh, Jam, let me come to you. Do you think, and I want to put this proposition to you, do you think Jose Mourinho has actually been disappointed with Bale, what he thought he was getting and what he actually got? Do you think that's the reason why he's not playing him? He's just been so, let down? I don't think... Jose had any any say in Bale coming back to Spurs. I think that was entirely Dan, Daniel Levy. And and coming to that, from the beginning of the season, my expectations from Bale were not very big. He was more, in my opinion, someone who was there just for momentum of a, of a oh we got a big name sign in, oh everyone can be happy about that. Someone who has experience, someone who has won there, won stuff, and been there and done that. Um, Anyway, it was just more kind of like a, someone who's going to sell shirts, you know, on, on Levy's side of things. Um, you know, all I ever expected from Bale was for him to come on, maybe get 10 goals in a season. And that would be that would be phenomenal if he did that. He's on four right now. It's very, very likely that he can go on and, and get a few more. We're going to have some really tough Europa League games, you know, over two legs. And I think he's definitely going to be used in those matches a lot. And that's probably where he's going to prove his worth to us. Um, but, you know, from the beginning of the season, I, I didn't... I, I, in his position, I expect him to be third choice in our team. You know, we got youngsters like Bergwijn and, and Lucas who really should be starting ahead of them for where they are in their careers compared to where Bale is in his career. Especially, you know, if this was Bale who had played for two seasons prior to coming to us and was fully fully ready, has been roaring and doing doing you know, doing the deed for the last two, three seasons, I would expect a lot more of him. But this is not that Bale. It's not a Bale who has played in two seasons consistently. Um, so... I always looked at him as someone more along the lines of a Joe Hart sign-in. The reason we bought Joe Hart was for experience, for, um, you know, giving motivation to the younger players in the, in the squad. Look what I did. I'm Gareth Bale. I, I started off at Tottenham like you guys. I went off to Real Madrid, won all these things. You can be like me, essentially, is what I always look at him like. Well, I partly I agree with... I part- people to leave too much. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Russell. No, just the, like, like Jam says, like uh, you can be like me and go away and win things. I hope he doesn't inspire too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good point, that's actually. True. But I've got, I've got to disagree with Jam because I don't think anybody can come to that club without Jose's agreement. I mean, Daniel Levy may have had input, but I think Jose wanted him there. But I think he's just been disappointed with what he's seen in training and etc. and doesn't want to put him in. I think... Uh, I think he's just going to be a cup player, Russell. I think he's probably decided he's not good enough for the league or his not intensity is not good enough for the league. And he's just going to play him in the cups. He's not being a problem. Um, he's not, you know, the way Jose talks about him in the dressing room, he sounds like, you know, he's still very positive about him and he's, and he's helping. He's not, he's not like uh, when we had, you know, Jan and, and Toby and, uh, and Ericsson all like looking for other contracts and causing a problem in the dressing room. It's, it's nothing like that. No. So, so I guess that is one good positive. And I think it's like Jam says, he's a good influence to inspire and, you know, 
Uh, come else. back, Jam. You wanted to come back on that. Jam? I, I just wanted to say on that on that point, it's like uh, if if he was causing Mourinho some headaches, he wouldn't be sitting on the bench, you know. And, and that's the fact that he's on the bench yeah. every single match, no matter if we're, where we go anywhere in Europe, where he's in the Premier League, he's on the bench, and and that's clearly you know saying something. It means he's not ready to start, doesn't? You know, but it means he's doing what he needs to do to be on the bench at least on the, you know during training. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, having said, and I'm gonna come to you in a minute, Cam. But I just want to say. Even Dar- and I've said this to Russell before, even Gareth Bale at 50%, I'd take him any day over Lucas Moura or one of these other guys. So that's just my view. Cam? Well, I'm going to agree with you because two, two things I'd like to uh, call your attention to, guys. One is when he first came on against West Ham, albeit we were 3-0 up and we went out on to 3-3, he almost got a wonder goal. He was potentially fouled. He could have gone down. And he could have scored within the first five minutes of coming on and made it four. And then we'd be talking about a totally different player. Secondly, he did change the game against um, uh, Brighton when he came on. The only game-changing moment I can remember when we were down. We've been down against Palace. We had 30, I think it was about another 25 minutes ago. We didn't bring him on. We did nothing. We didn't win the game. Um, same thing happened against Fulham. And I mean, the list goes on and on. The point yeah, is, yeah. who have we got that can come on? And change the game right now. On the, I'm not talking about Mora coming on when we're one-one or or trying to get whatever. I'm talking about someone who can actually change the game um, when we need it the most. And I don't see anybody else to be honest with you. And I just don't get why he's not being used in that role now. Um, he he does look. His body language is beginning to fade, whether you like it or not. And I could see that in the last game. <laughs> against um, that, that that we played against Fulham, he, it looked like he was his body language was was fading, right? Um, and I'm not sure. I mean, I know, I know we won out, we we beat Sheffield United, but if you if Gareth Bale can't even get on the pitch, right, against Sheffield United, then we've really got to be considering what is going on at the club. So there's got to be to it. I think um, Jose is um, uh, is very very particular about people who don't do exactly what he wants them to do. He took Bergwijn out after his mistakes. Toby's not been re- rehabilitated yet since his mistake, right? Um, what's his name? Uh, um, Aurier was made to pay for his mistakes by a few games. Maybe maybe, maybe it's just something's happened between Bell and he's making him pay. I don't know, but it just seems to me that there is a pattern in the way that uh, Jose runs it. But final point I'd like to make, Ray, and that is Jose, Jose, not Jose. Where is the Portuguese man? Oh, Jose, Jose, please. Jose, my apologies. I think Dar- uh, Russell was yeah. going to correct me. Russell, well, Russell, <laughs> why not get? Why don't we just get rid of Bale? And you're paying two hundred k a week for him. Get rid of Bale. You can get a, re- a decent striker or a decent creative midfielder for two hundred k a week. What do we like do that? <laughs> we'll come on to Christian Eriksen anyway. But what do you think, Russell? Just get rid of him to free up the wages. Or are we tied in until June? Are we with uh, Bale? I think it is still a little bit early. I mean, he hasn't played for a long time. Um, and to go back, the Spanish league is, is a different different game. Um, to go back into the intensity of the, of the Premier League. But I think my question is, you've got to trust Jose. Jose is the one who picks the team and the, and the way to play. So the question I think we all have to think is, if Bale had started more games, would we be any better off than, than we are? We'll and never I'm know, will we? I'm not sure we would be. But you can't tell me that 1-1 Palace, Newcastle, whoever, I can't even remember, Fulham, 
Who else did you draw 1-1 with? You can't tell me that a four-time Champions League winner, a Copa del Rey winner, Premier League winner wouldn't come on and make a difference. At least in, if the law of averages, you put me in on all those four games, he's going to make a difference in at least one of those games, surely. I totally agree. He should, but he's had chances to, to show it. And honestly, his Europa League performances, it was embarrassing. I know, but nobody, well, even Jose said that players can't motivate themselves for the Europa League. I don't know if it's true or not. But All, all due respect, Russell, he did get the chance to do it. 1-1 were against Brighton and he got the goal that made it 2-1. So, you know, he has done it in that one chance that he was given. And didn't he get the free kick with the keeper spilled in one of the Europa League matches where we yeah, scored through that? Yeah, that yeah. was a goal too. I can't maybe, he does need, maybe he does need a run, but it's quite a show of faith at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, OK, let's, we've had our say on Gareth Bale, so um, I don't think we can sort that one out. But I think he's going to stay till the end of the season at least, so that's it. OK, let's move on to transfers now. Uh, Russell, let's start with you again because I know you're in the know. Uh, have you got any idea about who do you think we may be going for? I've heard Jesse Lingard. I've heard some Emil Benduya. I can't even pronounce it from Norwich. Do you know? Have you got any more intel on that? I haven't really seen anything concrete. And obviously, everyone loves to link Spurs, especially with Jose. Is always the one that is easy to. He always wants the checkbook out. But well, I'm more excited about some of our youth players actually that are out alone. I don't know if you've seen Skip. Like, yeah, doing well at Norwich. But physically, he looks like he's really beefed up and he's, he's no, ready. Um, I haven't I, seen him, no. I, I think he's, uh, he's, he's nicely... And Jose loves him as well. So, so I think he's another one. If, if we then go on to Ericsson, if we can, if we can skip on to him. But now, one or, thing, let's yeah. talk about... Uh, OK, we'll come on to Ericsson in a minute. Um, okay. But what about Troy Parrott? How's he doing at Millwall? I think he had a few injuries. So I think he's, he started the last two games, apparently. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he was talked about. I think it's easy to get excited about the youngsters, isn't it, and then push them too early. But at some point, like was it Dane Scarlett, um, the 16-year-old lad, he looks phenomenal. But it can be done. And sometimes I wish wish we would put some of these younger players in. Harvey White went out alone, Jack Clark's gone out um, to get them some games. So I think it, we've got some good talent there, but... It always seems like some of these youngsters, only 50% of them ever come off and make it. So Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Let's come to Jam now. Jam, this the famous Christian Eriksen is rumoured to want to come. Apparently, Fabrizio Romano, the famous uh, journalist, is saying that. that he actually wants to come back to Tottenham and they're worried about they don't mind it on a loan period. He's being touted to Liverpool. Uh, to Arsenal and a few other players. What do you think about having Christian Eriksen back? Uh, Je- uh, at this Jeff? point, I would I would take him back. You know, I say a month ago, I'd be like, I don't want him back. I don't need him back. Um, but we clearly have a creativity issue, and I feel like he could fill that void. Um, but at the same time, I don't want him to step on Ndombele's toes. Ndombele is really getting into that groove now, and you know, positionally, I would say they're similar players. Um, you know, unless you're going to play either one of them out on like the right wing which is probably our, our you know, I, I would say the team mostly picks itself now, other than maybe Bergwijn, who I'm saying Bergwijn is definitely a starter now, but he's he's the most he's the most likely to be dropped out of the first out of the first team. Um and could Ericsson come in and fill that role? We've seen him play on the right hand on the right wing kind of up front a bit. I think he could play that position. Uh but obviously if you're gonna buy him, he's gonna come in and play a number ten role, which is his typical role. Which is become Ndombele's position, and I don't want to drop Ndombele. So you know, there's that, there's that option, there's that uh, to worry about. Okay, 
Cam, uh, Cam, what do you think? Would you take Ericsson back? And if you did, how would you loan him? Would you take him back on loan? Where would you play him? Tell me. I think a loan would be a good idea. I'd rather Ericsson came back to Spurs than went to Arsenal. That's mm. for sure. Um, so uh, even if that means just keeping him away from them is um, for me would be would be worth it. Um, however, I mean the, the situation is what worries me is that I don't think we replaced anyone like Ericsson. I understand that we've got a nominee who's sort of a bit of a mixed player and has a lot of lot of fits into the team and Jose style pretty well. But have we got that creative person who can sit there um, and see a pass before even the players made the run and put that ball in that position? We don't re- we haven't really had anyone like that since since Ericsson, and I don't think we have. We have a tendency, however, to buy a lot of players who are very very similar, who sort of half fit one role and half fit another role. Let's think about you know we got Loselso. We've got, uh, uh, we, you, we, you know, we're talking about Bergwijn. We've got uh, um, Lamella. Um, we've got Mora. Uh, none of them are Ericsson, though, are they? No, none of them can do that real big, proper killer pass. We expected no. maybe Los Celso could, but I'm not seeing it yet. Maybe that is the answer next year, next season. You know, and he needs a couple more seasons. But right now, I think at the back end of this season, get Ericsson in. If he can do what we want Bale to do, which is... Um, uh, you know, come in 20, 30, 40 minutes and game change, then that will be really it. I'd like to say one more thing that's going to be controversial, especially with the two guys um, uh, uh, that are here to Russell and, and Jam, and that is Bale should actually be coming on for Son, and Son should be maybe getting six, 65 minutes and then put Bale on in his position and let those two uh, um, intertwine like and for that job. That's where I see Bell fitting in. I don't see him fitting in anywhere else. Okay, it's only Cam who can I can ask a question about Christian Eriksen and he brings it back to Bale, but that's fair enough. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to Russell now. Russell, first question is do you want Eriksen back? That's and then that my next question will follow on from that. I think my heart tells me I don't want him back just because of the problems that he caused before. He wanted a new challenge which I respect and he, he wanted past his new and in the end, he ended up with Inter Milan, which makes me think he, he wasn't playing that well towards the end of his time at Spurs. Now, was that due to just the last lack of form or he was trying to not get injured because uh, he wanted a, a deal somewhere else? But even Inter Milan, I know this personality issue and the, the way Inter play with, with Conte, etc. Well, I can't remember who's the manager now there. But, uh, He's Conte, yeah. Okay. Uh, but they're top of Serie A, uh, Russell. They're top, they're top of Serie A. So. But, but if he's not good enough for them, why, yeah. why should he be good enough for us? Yeah. Conte doesn't like him. I think Conte wasn't involved in bringing him. But another question for you, Russell. His wages after tax, 7.5 million euros a year. So imagine how much he's going to cost now. Can we afford him? <laughs> well, I, I think obviously the, the situation has changed. I would be very surprised if Levy now would offer him the same deal that he offered him to stay. Um, surely the, the, the bargaining power or the balance of power is in our favour now. And so if we got him at a good price and um, and his wages weren't, weren't that bad, then, yeah, maybe he can he can come back and prove himself again. And But it, I, sometimes I questioned his, his effort and commitment, and that was yeah. more to the end. In his heyday, he, he was consistently the player who ran most out of all the team, and he really, really put it in. Would we get that again? And I think maybe 
maybe we're dreaming. Sometimes it doesn't always work back when a player always work out well when a player comes back. And sometimes. Yeah. One of, another thing I heard from Fabrizio Romano is Inter Milan are looking. If it's Tottenham who are buying, they want a fee in addition. They want some sort of low fee for him in addition to a loan because they said. We just paid you 20 million euros for Christian Eriksen. You want to take him back on loan without paying a fee. It's not happening. So whether Levy is going to pay a fee plus his wages, I don't know. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if it was me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be paying him half as much as what he yeah. was. And I don't think <coughs> whether he'll go to Arsenal, I, I don't know. I don't think he's that big a threat. How old is he now? 29? Yeah, he's 29, yeah. Yeah, right? <coughs> I mean, my view on it, Russell and Cam and Jam, is the fact that Ericsson had his time. We, we, we offered to match anything that anybody else paid. He said no, he wanted to go. He's made his bed, let him lie in it now. We've got other players like Ndombele, La Celso. I wouldn't touch him, I wouldn't take him. If he wants to go to the Gooners, let him go to the Gooners. He yeah, can fail there as well. He brings yeah, a negative. I think Russell's right. In his last season, he was just moaning. He didn't moan openly, but he wasn't playing 100%. He didn't you want to get injured. That. His mind wasn't on it. You know, I've, I've known other players who give 100% in the last day they leave the club. So, I wouldn't take Ericsson back. What do you well, think? What, what I don't want, that's where my heart rules my head is, um, I don't want it setting a precedent or showing, oh yeah, come and prove yourself, make a name for yourself at Spurs, get, you know, get a big deal somewhere else. And, uh, oh yeah, we'll always have you back. So it's like yeah. a parachute, a safety net. Yeah, for them. exactly. No. We don't want that. We want to win titles. We want them to stay. Yeah. So let's have a vote. <laughs> We're going to move on from Ericsson. Let's have a vote. So I'm going to vote we don't bring you back. Cam? No. Jam? Yeah. Also going to say no. But I do want to add one thing there. If he went to Arsenal, I'd be fine with it. If he went to Man United, I'd be a little upset because he could cause damages in that team. You yeah. know, he could, he could do a very good job there. And Russell, take him back or no? No, I wouldn't have him back. No. So it's a 4-no, so he's not going to come back as far as we're concerned. <laughs> <laughs> right, so um, let's, talk, let's move on to the mid-year review now. I'm going to start with Jam on this. 19 games gone. You know, we're in all the cups still. Final of the Carabao Cup, fourth round of the FA Cup, last 32 Europa League. Give us your mid, mid-year mid report on Tottenham, Jam. I think um, it, there's, there's, two, there's two trains of thoughts here because at the beginning of the season, if this is where we were, I would say, yeah, this is about right. You know, there's this full season in charge, lots of other strong teams around us who have recruited well. Um but then you look at how the actual season has played out with all the teams around us. You know, I would say that the three strongest teams in, this, in the league right now are probably Man City, United, and, and Leicester. And um, that's surprising a little bit, you know. Um, so in the big picture of things, I think we're probably in, in the right place. But it's, it's always that what if, because we were so close to being what ifs, you know. Uh, two or three matches that, that, that changed our whole season so far, uh, a whole dynamic of how we look at the season. We could easily be here right now, a few points clear at the top of the table. Easily, easily, if it wasn't for, for drop points in, in stupid situations. I think any, any team can say that, Jam. Any team can points. say that, but ours has happened so consistently after the 80th minute yeah. throughout the season. Yeah, and it's not, it's, not, it's not been a small period of time that this has happened to us. It's happened to us from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. Yeah. Even looking back at the Everton game. Obviously, it was our first match and, and we probably weren't up to speed. Um, but that was a winnable match, which we just weren't up for it. Um, other times throughout the season, other teams have dropped points. You know, but look at, look at the way they have dropped points compared to the way that we have dropped mm-hmm. points. It hasn't been as, hasn't been a, as big as, of a mentality issue 
as ours have been. It's been more of, you know, the other team has played well. There's lots of good teams in the league, and that's going to happen. Sure, sure. Okay. Russell, if at the beginning of the season I tell you we're eight points off top with a game in hand, we'll get to the final of the Carabao Cup, we're in the last 32 of the Europa League and the fourth round of the FA Cup, you would have taken that, wouldn't you? Yeah, totally. I think you've got to look where we come from. Um, yeah. And <clears throat> with all the disruption, it's not been easy either. A new manager, we had a lot of players going in and out, or, or mainly in. Um, um, I'm, I think it's progress, definitely. And if we win that game in hands, we, you know, we're only what, four points off the top. So yeah. it's, uh, no, I'm quite happy where we are, to be honest. I think there's still those little inconsistencies that we've got a while now. We've, could say it's bad luck or it's our own fault, but we're, you know, we're not far off. You know, if we had those, still the handball VAR thing at Newcastle still annoys me. Um, because yeah. they then chose the rules. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. They keep banging on about the integrity of the competition. But it's not you guys see and, and the West Ham game is, is, is annoying, but that was our own fault. Um, so we're not far off. We're, we're close, but it's, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy where we are at the moment, but I, I'm not getting excited about title challenge. Hmm. Okay, good, excellent. Cam, mid-year report. What's your what's your thoughts well, on that? I mean, I agree with some of what Russell says and some of and some of what Jam says. My problem is is that we always threaten to deceive. Uh, yeah, we always, and then by this time of the season, we start off, we all get excited. Every Spurs player gets excited. I remember you, Ray, saying, this is it. If we don't do it this season, we'll never do it. Um, and, and, I say and, that every season. Every <laughs> we, we make ourselves, we, we, we fall for it every time, right? And then it becomes the old Spursy way, kicks back in. You know, the easy games, we start losing. Whereas other teams take their time to come in, you know, and then they're and true metal starts to show, like with Manchester City. What an awful start of the season they had, and look at the way that they're moving on. And and this is what worries me about about us is is um, and you, you know you can say that the drop points have been an issue, but yeah, but the way we've dropped those points, like Jam said, the way that we have dropped those points is there's no other team that has done it. You can look at the table. Leading at half time, we've lost ten points. The next team below us that has done that is Southampton, with, who have dropped five points leading at halftime. That in itself tells you that actually there is a serious problem at Tottenham right now. Um, I think that we got over it in the last game, only because we were playing, I believe, Sheffield United. So um, uh, I, I hear what Russell says about, I take it, one game in hand, eight off the top. But the one game in hand that we're going to be playing is going to be against Liverpool. So maybe, um, you know... <laughs> it's not. It's not. It doesn't sound. I was looking today. If you, if you look at, you look at Liverpool's home form, the, the, they, that's what's keeping them up there. They'd be mid-table on their away form, and they've got yeah, to come. But then they have, all the time when they come to Spurs. What happens again? We revert, revert to form. This season we've been consistent in three things, I believe. One is not being able to play at Chelsea. The only way we manage to get through with Chelsea because we have some kind of mortal fear of Chelsea is by parking three buses, not just one. Um, Leicester, we just like, uh, it's just like a little child handed them the game because, we, oh my God, they wouldn't be able to win it themselves, so let's help them somehow. And then at Liverpool, our chances to win it, but hey, we're playing Liverpool, so obviously we're never going to take those chances. Not the first time that we had the chance to, to win it at Liverpool. Um and then went on and lost it. I think that, that happened a couple of seasons back when I remember when Poch was there and we were 2-1. So those... that is a diff- 
yeah, yeah, that was that that got a draw. And what what the difference for me is the fact that we always know where Tottenham are going to step up, and where we're going to step up is going to be against Chelsea. We revived their season. It's going to be against Liverpool, and it's going to be against probably Leicester or one other team where it shouldn't have been. Because we also never mention any of you is the Wolves game. The Wolves game. We were what was it the last minute that they scored? Eighty-six uh, minutes they scored. Eighty-six minutes they scored, and yet we had that get chances. We could have done it. We refused to play football all the way through, and the same thing happened. We let Fulham do it. We let Wolves do it. We let uh, Palace do it, and the list goes on and on. And it, and that, my friends, is what the problem has been. If we carry on doing that in the second half of the season, I believe the other teams are beginning to get stronger. I mean, Man United have turned the corner. Manchester City have turned the corner. And if we carry on like this, I think that we will we, we'll be pushed to get into the top six. That's yeah. my take. I think, um, okay. Just, to, to, can I just talk about yeah, Cam's yeah, point? Uh, every year we always go, oh, this is our season. Name me a supporter in the Premier League who doesn't feel like that. The vit- on the very one. That's true. And only one team can win it. And we yeah. do have to remember, because we, we've all supported Spurs long enough, We've been mid-table in the 90s for years. It was boring and we were rubbish. And we're a lot, we've been consistently top six, what, for the last six, seven seasons? So we're, we're getting there and it does take time and we haven't won anything, we haven't won the title since 61. So, so it is going to take a while. Yes, I agree with what we have and the players. We should be, we should be winning trophies. We should have a lot more than we have. And you're right, there probably is some sort of psychological issue that needs to be fixed. I have no idea what it is. I'm just a fan. Um, but what worries me in that this progress process that we're talking about, we maybe it's a discussion for another time because it's probably a long topic, but Kane is going to go soon. Um, mm-hmm. even if he doesn't go, he's getting old and we'll have to replace him. And that, that, that uh, deadline is looming, and we, uh, somehow we've got to prepare for that. Yeah. Now, now, th- I, mean, I agree with you that that's going to happen. You will go if we don't start winning things. But anyway, um, I thought things were going to change this season when we had, you know, the special one come. You know, he's the guy to, who's won twenty five trophies or whatever. He's going to change the mentality. You know, and I don't know how long it takes to do that, but I thought he was going to start bringing winners in, like Joe Hart, Hoybieg. Gareth Bale, he's what people are used to winning, bringing that to the dressing room. So let's give it some time. You know, these things take time. But I honestly am optimistic we'll make top four this year and maybe win a cup. So, you know, I've got, you know, again, it's very difficult. We don't have the best squad in the Premier League. I don't care what anybody says. There's Man City. Let me give you an example. Man City 1-0 up against, um, who did they win in the last match? I don't know. They Villa. beat somebody 1-0. Sorry? Oh, they played Villa yesterday. You know, but who, did they play who did they play yes, before that? Um... Burnley? I don't remember. Yeah, whatever. They played somebody. They were winning 1-0. They could have easily have drawn that 1-1 like Tottenham, but they had the, you know, the strength to see it through 1-0. They didn't play great, but they won it 1-0. Yesterday against Villa, they could have been 2 or 3 down before they scored their first goal, but they got through that game. They kept a clean sheet, and they won it 2-0. This is what we need to see. This is what Pep has brought to Man City, and I'm just waiting for Jose to bring that to Tottenham. Because we've got the players. We don't have the best uh, team Jose. in the league, but we've got decent players. Jose. Um, we're definitely for Jose to bring that to Tottenham, and I think he's the one to bring it. But I don't. I think if he doesn't win something within the next season, I think he may be gone as well because yeah. Levy brought him in to win stuff. If he doesn't win things, fifteen million a year, and he's not winning anything, I don't think Levy's going to stand for that. I think he's getting <laughs> so, away with it. There's no fans in the stadium as well, and it's not yeah, been pretty. 
he's getting away with rubbish football. So let's go around. Let's go around the the group again. Marks out of ten. I'm going to start. I'm going to give us a six out of ten for the mid year review. What about you, Jam? I think six is is a, is is about right, actually. <clears throat> you know, um, it's a tough one because we are still there's lots of positives we can still take. But it is only halfway through the season and the FA Cup hasn't really got going. So, you know, mm. for all we know, we could lose against Wycombe on Monday and, and yeah. it would be a different dynamic. Um, I think six out of ten is very fair. Maybe a seven. Okay, six and a half for a gem. Yeah, what yeah. about you, Russell? I'd be, like more, I'd be an eight, given okay. the progress we're making. We're still up there. We're still <clears> in <throat> halfway. We're, we're still potentially in a title race. Uh, we, we're in the final. We're still in Europa. Um, and remember how games we've had to play so many games, m- many more than other play other teams, just because of this Europa uh, entrance. But we only so, played four games to get to the Carabao Cup final, Russell. We still had yeah. three cups yeah. to qualify for the Europa League group yeah, stages, yeah. though. Yeah, but Mark's out ten, Russell. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, eight. Is it for you? I go for an eight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh, Cam, Mark's out of ten. Well, you know me, the pessimistic man that I am, I'd have probably gone pretty low down. But there's one reason why I'm going to go for a seven. And the only reason I'm going to go for a seven is because um, we are above the other two big clubs in London. And as far as if London was the, was the, uh, had his own league, then we'd be winning it. And Arsenal doing better than that. Um, I'd give us a seven. I'd, I would want to mark us down on the, for the fact of the, um, the drop points, those 10 points that, that we've dropped. Let's say that we were as bad as Southampton. We, that would have been another five points in the bag. And, wow, we would have been, what, second? Mm-hmm. So, on that I basis, I'd probably say between seven. I think the reason we're only top team in London is that more a function of how bad the other teams are rather than how good we are, I think. But, uh, anyway, yep. I think. Okay, I want to go around now. I want each of you to tell me, who you think our best signing has been and why? So, uh, Russell, let's go to you. In terms of our last season, the signings we made, who's the best signing we made and why? Last season or this season? Really? This season, sorry, Mark, for this season, this yeah. Um, I think Reggio. Uh, we've always we've needed to solve that, that uh, left-back or the issue. Um, and he has been a revelation. He's got pace. He's young. He's hungry. He puts a lot of effort in. His crossing has been amazing. Okay, I'm going to go next because I know the other two might say this. I'm going to go for Pierre Emile Hoybieg. I think he's an amazing player, an enforcer in the middle of the field. We haven't had any about that since Musa Dembele left and Dembele and Wenyama were there. And before that, we had Wilson Palacios. So I'm going to go for Pierre Emile Hoybieg. Not only is it an enforcer, but because only 15 million, which is a snip these days. So my vote goes for Hoybieg. So, Cam, who's you going to vote for? I'm definitely not voting for Doherty, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, is he really a signing? He's never played for us, has he? Jesus. Uh, the, um, of course I'm going to go with what you said. Because the, the, and for one, an, another reason. Um, because when Hoybier doesn't play well, the team doesn't play well. And when Hoybier plays, is on fire and starts playing really, really well and, and breaks stuff up and starts moving the ball around quickly, the team starts to win. I, th- I think... The game against Fulham and the first game against um, uh, Everton are good examples. In both games, he had poor games in those games. And, you know, uh, we were lucky against Fulham to get out, away with a draw and we lost the game against Everton. But every other game where he's played on fire, like the game against Arsenal, I mean, it was, it was a different class. 
And um, I think that Hoibier on fire is probably the by far the best signing. Okay, excellent. Jam? I mean, Hoibier is obviously our actual sign-in. Um, that's an easy pick, I say. I mean, obviously, Reguilon's been fantastic, and we haven't had mm. a left left back like him, I don't think, ever, you know, of that caliber. Uh, he's definitely a level above any other left back we've ever had. Um, but I think a, a fair shout out should be going to Son, even though not a new sign and he's like a fresh new player this season. He no, no, been... that doesn't count, right? That it doesn't, doesn't count, count. doesn't that count. Doesn't... But it, he's been changed. He's been changed from his typical role of being a left winger to being our real most potent striker on the team, I would okay. say. Um, so I think, I think that, that's just got to be mentioned. Okay. Because now, yeah, we'll do a quick preview of the Wickham, okay. but I'll, I'll something else. Hold on a second, Cam. I'm running this call, not you. Uh, another thing I want to talk about on this podcast is I want to know, because you guys are like butchers, so I want to know who do you want to get rid of in the transfer window? And I'm going to come to you, Cam. Who, which players do you want to get rid of in the transfer window? Well, well, well I want to get rid of Sanchez. I want to get rid of Doherty. Yeah. I want to get rid of Gerson Fernandez. Yeah. I want to get rid of, um, let me think who else can I can get, get, get the chop. Out get here. rid of Bale. Uh, <laughs> get rid of Bale. No, or get rid of Bale. But uh, honestly, I think that either if we if we if we need to free up money to get somebody in, we should seriously consider something like Mora, and we should seriously consider potentially. Um, I won't say it, but I know you like hate me, Bergwijn. Ah, oh, disgusting. What? How dare you say that? It's been so important to us. <laughs> you wash your mouth out Whenever now, he plays, we are a different team. You wash yeah. your mouth out now, Cam. You're disgusting, you know? Oh, God. I'll never say that again, answer. or you're never coming on this podcast again, buddy. <laughs> right, I'm going to go to Russell Excuse now, because I know he's got... Help me off. Off. No, 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 no. Yeah. I want to come to Russell now, then I'm going to come to... Uh, I'm going to come to Jam. Russell, who are you going to get rid of in the transfer uh, window? I actually don't want to get rid of anyone this window. Uh, I okay. think the, the, the squad's good. It's got cover. Yeah, Doherty's not performing, but if you take him away, we know what happens to Oreos performance. Yeah. So yeah. it's actually, you could argue that even though Doherty's not playing well, he's brought the best out of Oreo. Um, yeah. He's definitely improved his performance. So, yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah, Jensen, I was, I really liked his energy last year, but he's just not getting a game. If, I, if it was anyone, yeah, I'd let him go. You let he, Jensen go, yeah make any difference we won't yeah. miss him um, yeah. but everyone no, else they should stay uh, for now okay. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be looking to get rid of anyone else okay perfect Jam okay. Um, who are you getting I, I've, I've been on the fence about this for a long time kind of arguing myself about how I feel about Deli Ali and I think I've come to a point where it's like let the boy go let him let him go spread his wings play some football elsewhere because even if we do get the best Deli Ali he's not going to be Mourinho's guy and I would love to have him on the team, but he's just not, he's just not the player that, that is, is what Mourinho wants. So even if Deli Ali is playing it to the best of his ability, I don't think he's going to make it into the team. I don't think he's going to make it on, on, as a sub on the bench. And I think he needs some football time. And he is the only player who I would viably let go that will re- give us a return, a, a, a real return. You know, something that, that's money that's being paid to him. He's on a high wages and he'll, you know, at minimum get us, what, 20, 30 million? Well, should get more than that, but anyway. I would imagine, it's, but, but it's realistically, it's in the press market, exactly. Yeah. And he hasn't been playing. You know, if I was coming in, I'd be like, well, you're not playing him. I'm not going to pay you 50 million for someone who hasn't shown me anything in, in a year, a half, two years, you know. But his roommate is, 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 is Poch, his father, wants to buy him back. I'd, so love, maybe... I'd, love to, I'd, I'd be watching PSG all the time. 
Pach and Deli yeah. were there. He's together. a great player, Deli. It's really a shame that he hasn't played. He's not been allowed to play through Marino. It's really a shame because he's a great player, I think. Anyway, in terms of who I would get rid of, I would get rid of uh, Gareth Bale because he's doing nothing. He's wasting 200k on our wage bill and doing nothing. He's never going to play. So I'd get rid of him and I'd get rid of Mora, definitely, because after his hat-trick against Ajax, he's done nothing. I just called you there. I remember at the beginning when we started these videos, you said, Lucas Mora can do whatever he wants. He, he lives rent-free in my I know, head. but he can do whatever he wants at another club, not here. <laughs> <laughs> and I would get rid of Matt Doherty. Well, no, I wouldn't get rid of Matt Doherty because I like what Russell said. It keeps Aurier on his toes. Uh, Danny Rose is going anyway. Gedson's going anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think other than that, I wouldn't get rid of anybody. So um, that's my thing. Okay, guys, let's, finally now, let's talk about the match against Wickham on Monday. Uh, I don't know, Russell, is the match actually going ahead or not? Or has it been postponed because of coronavirus? What's your yeah, view on this? Yeah, as far as I've heard, it's still going ahead. But, okay. you know, the, well, the original first Fulham game got cancelled two hours before yeah. kickoff, So we will wait until then, I guess. But, yeah. uh, so I mean, what type of team would you put out? Would you put out a really strong team or would you put out a second string against Wickham? What would you do? I'd probably do what I did against Marine, what he did against Marine. Um, that sort of balance, got it. He had, a, he had a core going through the middle of experience. Um, have some good quality on the bench. I think you can have more subs, can't you, in the FA Cup now? Yeah. Um, But that team that beat Marine, I don't think that would struggle against Wickham. You know, they're in the Championship. It's not a decent team they are, Wickham. True, but it depends on uh, how many players they've got. Yeah, that's true. True. So, okay, uh, Cam, what do you reckon? What type of lineup against Wickham and how do you think the match (sighs) is going to go? Well, I think Bale up front, hat-trick. (laughs) <laughs> you sure uh, your middle I, name I, isn't Bale? <laughs> I, I, I think he's going to put a strong team out. I think yeah, that um, Cup is quite important to, to Mourinho. Cup's are important to him. He needs to um, get a run in the Cup. He needs to show that he can do what he did at Man United in his, um, his big season where he won the Europa. He got to the final of the FA Cup and he won the Carabao and he got them into seconds for and and he said that's as far as I could take this team, which was fair enough, I suppose. But I mean that that's where he would like to at least be able to say I did something at yes, this club, yeah. right? Yeah. So okay. I think he won't pass up a chance of um, of a, a, what it could be a potential banana skin, which is um, yeah. Wickham. I think he'll put out a very strong team. Okay, probably the uh, first. Jam. What yeah, type of team I, 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 com- put out? I completely agree. Um, it's going to be a strong team. I don't see it being. I, I, I hope Vinicius starts. Probably can get rested. Um, maybe even Son rested. But other than that, I think it's going to be a strong team all round. Uh, Rodon hopefully gets another you know run around. Yeah. But we got we got an eye. We're playing two days after that, right? We're playing Wednesday. We play Liverpool. Thursday, Liverpool. Thursday. Is it Thursday? Yeah. So yeah. it's still close by. But then again, we haven't had a match in in over a week. So so you don't think he's going to rest players for the Liverpool game then? Rest players for the yeah, I think Kane, Kane and Son maybe. That's yeah. about it. I don't see yeah. anyone else getting a rest. Okay, yeah, I think he might. Oh, thanks, uh, Jam. I think he might play a reasonably strong team with Kane and Son, some big hitters on the bench, in case. I think we'll win it, but we may be not as easy as Marine. I mm-hmm. think we'll win it. Does everybody, is everybody in agreement? They think we're going to win. I hope yeah. we win. We better think... win. What do you think, Russell? Yeah, yeah no, I think we win. I was just looking. Liverpool still nil nil at Burnley at okay. half Okay. Uh, yeah. Quite yeah. Um, Cam, do you think we're going to win? One, one thing, just for. for oh, sorry, right. Go ahead. Yeah. Just the the Liverpool game. Um, they've got to play Man United, so they can't put a, a relaxed team in because it means too much for the fans. So, so they they're going to have a tougher game than we will. Yeah, but they're playing on Sunday, aren't they? Mm. They've got another day to rest. 
Well, yeah, but still, I'd rather, I still think that's, uh, if we, Cam, hold on a second, mate. Go on, Cam. No, I'm done there. All right. Yeah, I think that, um, like I said, Mourinho's record in the FA Cup is not one of going out in the first round. There's no way they're going to lose this. Um, he's a cup specialist. He knows how to beat, win these uh, these games, um, and um, I think that's the big difference between Mourinho and uh, and Poch. I mean, Poch, he, he w- always did have a bit of a banana skin in him, yeah. where you know, culture or whatever, or not being able to beat Middlesbrough and stuff. But when it comes to this, I think Mourinho's got enough of a ruthless streak yeah. where he will. Board. Yeah. So okay, we're we're going to finish off now. Before we go, I want. Uh, we, we, we played every team once at least. I don't think we played every team twice. Now we've got 19 games left. I want each of you to tell me. I'm going to give you one win guaranteed against one team. Who do you want that guaranteed win against? So, Russell, you go first. Yeah, it's easy. I think everyone will say the same Arsenal. Yep. <laughs> uh, Cam? Chelsea. Only because uh, of, I think your bogey I'm team, gonna, isn't it? We never, it's our bogey team. want us to beat Chelsea. Okay. Jam? I'm, I'm going to say Man United. I'd love to do the double over them. And I think they're uh, the team who most realistically are going to be our closest competitor in top four. Yeah. I want to say Arsenal because I can't remember if we've ever done the double over Arsenal. And I Never. want to do the double over Arsenal. I don't, I'm not sure if we have Russell to know better than me, yeah. and Spurs aficionado. But I, I'm going to say Arsenal because I want to do the double over those guys. And we haven't won at the, the library for a long time. So I think we should, we should, uh, we should beat them. So listen, guys. Thanks for joining the podcast. It's been really great to get your views and everything. I'm sure our viewers are going to really enjoy it. And uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks again. And come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you. Right. Stop recording. Thanks, guys. That was it. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch. Continue the debate. And let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.